What's up, guys? This is Tom, host of the MLS Aces podcast. Before we get started with episode 159 and our interview with Mark McKenzie, I just want to note that this episode is brought to you guys by Added Time Outfitters. You know Added Time Outfitters. They make some awesome, awesome soccer that inspires wristbands, and you can get your very own and 20% off your entire order from AddedTimeOutfitters.com by using promo code MLSACES. That's M-L-S-A-C-E-S, 20% off your entire order at AddedTimeOutfitters.com. Now, let's get into our interview with Philadelphia Union and U.S. Men's National Team center back Mark McKenzie. We are back with another episode of the MLS Aces podcast, and this time I have a very special guest with me. He is currently a U.S. Men's National Team center back, center back for the Philadelphia Union, and just scored his first professional goal yesterday. Mark McKenzie. Mark, um, welcome on, and uh, thank you for coming on, too. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Um, I mean, this is a really exciting time to be a member of the Philadelphia Union between, you know, your performances this season, Brendan Aronson, KD, now an owner of the Philadelphia Union. Like, what's it like inside that locker room right now? Uh, it's, it's it's great, man. You know, uh, I think we're, we're on a roll. Um, we're, we're, you know, collecting points at a, at a really, a really good rate. Um, you know, we've got a mix of of young flair and swag and we got a uh, got the the veterans you know and the leaders on the team uh or veterans and 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 experienced you know vets on the team um you know that's that's the balance that i think any great team needs you know and you know we're fighting now to to be in a spot to to be one of those great teams um uh, but i think uh, i think the balance is, has been key you know on our success this year no, I mean, for sure. You guys are right now fighting for top of the East, fighting for a Supporter Shield trophy. Being able to raise that first trophy this year, I'm sure, would be an unbelievable feeling. But you mentioned it a little bit. You know, the group of homegrowns and youngsters that you guys have together is, like, is sick. I feel like there's a really good relationship between you, Brendan, uh, Anthony Fontana, Matt Real. Like, how is that relationship between you guys? Because obviously you guys have all come up somewhat together within the organization. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we've we've come up together since we were like ten, eleven, twelve years old. So we spend a lot of time together. Um, but but it's helped, you know, build that relationship we we have on the field as well, you know, those connections, you know, how to pick each other up when we're down, you know, day in and day out in training, you know, how to push each other to, to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, you know, and then, then ultimately it's it's on us to go out there and perform. And I think when you see, you know, your fellow homegrowns and fellow young cats, you know, going out there and, and and balling out, it, it, you know, forces you to to want to raise it, your game as well. Um, so I think that one internal competition, but two that that brotherhood we have is has really helped a lot. And I mean, look, they had to have had your back yesterday after you hit an absolute rocket into the back of the net. So congratulations on that first goal. How did that feel when you saw that thing hit the back of the net? Like, obviously, I know yesterday's game situation was a little tough. Obviously, you wish you picked up three points, but that still had to be a good feeling. No, it was a great feeling for sure. Um, you know, it's, you always remember your first. So uh, definitely something, uh, you know, in the fashion that, uh, that I scored as well is something that I remember. Um some will say it's a deflection, blah blah blah. But look, <laughs> it's 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 a goal is a goal, right? You know, a striker striker hits a banger and it takes a deflection. They still give it to the striker, right? So you know, I, I still claim that with with everything I got in me. But definitely exciting. Um, you know, tough road point. You know, who we wanted to come out with three. Uh, situation. I wish we could have celebrated in more of uh, an exciting manner. But you know, at the time, it, it just called for us to to get the ball and get back. You know, in order to to try and push for that that third goal. Um, but again, it's 
exciting moment for myself, my family, and, uh, you know, look forward to, to more in the coming future. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see any deflection. That was <laughs> that was back in that. Come listen, on. Listen, listen, listen. You, you you hit it with some with power, and you put it on target, <laughs> and you let the the rest handle itself. So um, <laughs> that's no, it. And, and it did. It, it did. So you saw the beginning. You saw the end. That's all that matters. Whatever happened right. in the middle, blurry. It doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's the mentality right there. That's a real real scores mentality. Exactly. And that's what you are. You're a real scorer, of course. <laughs> so this is starting to trend. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, like you said, like we touched upon, like you came up through the Union Academy, right? You make your first appearance for the Bethlehem Steel in 2016, first appearance for the Union in 2018 in that fantastic season. And all along the way, Jim Curtin has been the manager of the Philadelphia Union. I mean, at this point, you have to be pretty close to the guy and have a really good relationship with them. And with obviously all the rumors that have been circling around you, your move to Europe and everything like that. Has Jim been like a really good uh, leader and mentor for you during this time? Absolutely. You know, we we had Jim as a as a coach back in our pre academy days, our Union Junior days. So Damn. Uh, having him, yeah, having him with uh with us throughout this entire process has been has been vital. Um, having the faith of your manager is, is huge for any young player. Um, and, and having that faith, um, you know, it, it ultimately gives you the confidence to go out there. And of course, mistakes are going to be part of the, the process as a young player, especially. Um, but but knowing he's going to back you and, and help you, you know, through it. Uh, but also force the force you to be the best, you know, um, and demand the the most out of you. I think that's a uh, an important aspect, you know, to to having you know a coach like that behind you. So, um, you know, it's great having Jim. You know, we know him personally, and you know he's uh, he's definitely been a big uh, a big boost for for myself, you know, personally, but but also the other homegrowns. And I mean, from everything, obviously, like we're seeing from an outside point of view, right? From everything that we see, like Jim Curtin, like you said, really seems to have your guys back, whether it comes on the field or off the field. And he really seems to have had your back and especially like, you know, you and Ray Gaddis and Warren Craval and all your backs, um, you know, being amazing vocal leaders for for the black players for change within Major League Soccer. Um, how has 2020 and this movement within Major League Soccer really kind of impacted you and others around you, especially within, you know, the union uh, community? Oh, it's it's been uh, tremendously uh, tremendously important. I think uh, with all that's happening, um, we as we as athletes, um, particularly ourselves as black athletes, we we have a responsibility and a, a duty to, you know, to to go out and use our voice, you know, to inspire others to use their voice. Um, so. He's been he's been with us. He's been supporting us, you know, day in and day out, and and, and really, you know, pushing us, you know, to to speak up because uh, there's a there's a lot of suppressed voices out there. Um, mm. There's a lot of individuals who are or either disenfranchised or, um, you know, pushed to the side, you know. And we have a platform again, like I said already, uh, to to use that to use that voice we have. Um, so you know, as we as you've seen, you know, with the the, the statement we made at the MLS bag tournament, uh, you see it with. Uh, the black players for change, you know, uh, you see it with the the many pitches being put up, you know, th- these are all, uh, you know, little instances of, of how important it is for us to, to continue to fight for, for this cause. Um, but again, you know, in Philly specifically, uh, we call the city of brotherly love, you know, and, 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 you know, we, we live on that, you know, we, we push that day in and day out. So, um, you see with the, the, the pop-up, uh, we have here at Subaru Park coming up for, for voting. You know, I think that's just one area in which we have, have really stepped up and, and taken it up a level, um, opening up our stadium to, to be a voting site mm-hmm. um, for, for 
especially the Chester community and those in Delaware County uh, who are disenfranchised. And, you know, Delaware, Chester County, is specific, Chester specifically, uh, is, a, is a low income, high, high poverty, high crime, you know, community. Um, and, and I think it's that that much more important for them to, to come out um, and for us to use our resources and our connections um, to, to allow them the opportunity to, to speak up and to, to use their their right to, to voice their thoughts, their opinions, their views, um, and ultimately, you know, to, to, to make a change. You know, we're in a difficult spot right now in this country. Um, we all recognize it, you know, but, but it's ultimately down to us to use our right to vote, you know, to, to change things. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of long-winded, but, uh, but it's no. been, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, again, an important time, and I think we as a club, uh, we as a team have done a, a good job, you know, of managing it and um, making sure that, that things are, that steps and actions are taken in order to, to, to put in uh, the right change and not just any change. And I mean, like, I'll take this as, you know, another opportunity to tell everyone listening to make sure you do go vote because it's super important right now, Mark. Like you said, we're at a time of our country and I think, you know, the world in general, we, we're at a time where we need change and change for the positive. So I'm definitely with you there. I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, again, thank you to you, Ali, Ray, everyone on your team who just does an absolutely fantastic job of kind of just being vocal leaders outside of the sport of soccer and just using your platform, like you said. So I think you guys do a great job over there with that. Um, awesome. So I kind of want to just jump back into the soccer and you've been dominating, you know, obviously being a vocal leader off the field, but on the <coughs> field, you dominated with, um, you know, the Bethlehem Steel and USL. You've been killing it with the Philadelphia Union. And all of this gave you an opportunity to uh, get your first USMNT cap back um, as a sub against Costa Rica. You step onto the field as a substitute. What was that moment like? You, you know, you go on, you're playing in your first CONCACAF game, like at, at the men's fully professional level. Like, how does that feel to you? Oh, surreal moment, man. You know, one, again, I'll uh, cherish forever. Uh, like I said earlier, you remember your first. You always remember your first. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, when when I got the call, you know, to, to, to get ready to, to go in, uh, it was almost like a, I don't want to say I blacked out because I, it makes it sound like I wasn't ready. <laughs> but, like, you, you always dream of the opportunity. Um, and then when it's right there and it's, it's about to happen and you kind of, like, emotions take over and you get a flood of, of so many different emotions you know I was excited uh there were a little bit of, uh, of nerves in there um you know there was so much preparation and hard work put into it so um at, at the end of the day you know once I stepped onto the pitch it was about playing playing my game you know and, and putting in uh putting the tactics we uh we have been working on for that entire month you know into play um, so it was, uh, again, an exciting, you know, uh, a proud moment for not only myself and my family, um, and, you know, and just, just praying for more opportunities, uh, to come in the future. I mean, you seem like a very confident dude, right? And I, I, I think that's an awesome quality about you, but if that was me sitting on the sideline and Greg Berhalter walks <laughs> over, he's like, you're about to get your first cap. I'm shitting my pants all the way until I get on the field. Man. Like, I, that's insane. No, no, it's, uh, I think it has to do with preparation. My, my dad always says, you know, when you prepare for the opportunity, you know, you want to be ready for it. So, um, you know, just putting in the work, you know, and, and always preparing for, for when the opportunity does arise itself. So now, you know, uh, you know, I'm ready to, to go out there, you know, and ball, you know, rather than being concerned about, uh, you know, what happens at this and what happens at that. And now, mm -hmm. you know, you prepare properly and, you know, once the, once the opportunity arises, we're going to take it with both hands and, and don't look back. 
See, and that's why you're a professional soccer player. I'm not sitting here with the microphone. That's just what it is. Man. No, man. no, no, no. So 2020 has been like a, an interesting year for everyone, right? From everything we've talked about already to a, a global pandemic to everything like that. But now that we're seeing some international games getting played again, have you had any word from um, Greg Berhalter or anyone within his coaching staff about like, you know, your situation with obviously, you know, we don't have to dive into it. You've had rumors around you with Celtic moving forward and you with other big um, teams in Europe, like interested in you, right? I'm sure that's a great feeling, but I'm also sure you're focused on 2020 Philadelphia Union and raising a trophy. But has anyone at the men's national team level kind of contacted you and really sat you down or like talked to you about like what you need to do and like what steps um you know you need to to accomplish to really continue to be at that men's national team level yeah uh i have you know uh, bj callahan uh who's one of the staff members on, on on the senior team he uh he actually was in philly with us so he came up um through the ranks with myself uh so i have a really great relationship with him you know and over the last couple of years greg and i have gotten close as well you know both playing the same position um, you know, so, so we've had conversations, uh, but I think it's just about details, you know, um, it's about little things that, that will distinguish my game, you know, from others, you know, or, or little things that will, um, ultimately dictate whether or not a team, your, your team comes out with, with a win or a loss or a draw. Um, you know, I think those are the biggest areas in which, you know, our conversations are, are centered around, you know, making sure that. Yeah, it's it's great, you know, the the, the, the hype and the, the rumors and all that, but when you look down at your game and, and look at the nitty gritty, which areas uh you know, there's certain areas where I need to improve and, and I'm fully aware of that as well. So I, I I'm always open to, to hearing uh, any critiques, you know, and I think that relationship that I have with, with Greg and, and the other staff members has, has been immense. Um, you know, I've even had conversations with uh, Ernie Stewart and Brian McBride. Um, you know, these are these are all guys who I've you know, watch play at the highest levels, you know, and, and I have the opportunity to, to work with, you know. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, you know, keep in contact with them, you know, and the dream is to play in the World Cup and to represent my country. Um, and, and, of course, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that, you know, but, but I have confidence in, in myself and, um, you know, and understanding that I have to improve, but, but I also have areas in my game where, where other guys, um, where other guys don't. So, look, it's, uh, I'm 21, but but again, this is a uh, this, this is a dream of mine. So I'm not gonna stop till so I really achieve it. No, I mean, and man, like you're absolutely killing it this year, right? Like you're having an outstanding year. <clears throat> Name to the MLS is back, um, best 11. Like you've been absolutely having a great year. Me personally, I'd throw you in the defender of the year ballot right now, and I think that you have an awesome shot at, at you know accomplishing that uh, goal as well. But you know, this center back national team pool is pretty deep. It's pretty talented, right? You have John Anthony Absolutely. Brooks who's been there forever. You got a dude like Chris Richards who's right now playing for Bayern. You know, he's absolutely killing it right now. And everyone's talking about him across U.S. soccer circles. Aaron Long, Matt Miazga, the list goes on and on. What do you think you do that can put you into that same exact category as those guys? Yeah, I mean, we each have different skill sets. You know, uh, you know, Brooks is... He's six foot five, you know. He's uh, a big dude, beast, but he, he but he also has soft feet, you know. He's left footed, you know. Being, being left footed is a is a gift, you know. In this day and age, it's you know it's a prized possession. So, um, you know, with his ability to play, you know, out the back, but also to dominate is something that um, is is a reason why he's you know he's a mainstay in the group. Um, 
And I played with Chris Richards, absolute beast. The guy is out, athletic out of his mind, but another one who's able to play through the lines and comfortable on the ball. Uh, and I can go through the list of, of center backs, and I think that's a, a, a nice problem to have, you yeah. know, as a, especially as a manager. Um, but for myself personally, I think the ability to play on either side of the back line, also having the ability to play out of the back and being comfortable um, with the ball at my feet and breaking lines, uh, playing uh, diagonal balls with either foot, um, you know, uh, the athleticism as well. You know, I think each of us have that, um, that ability, you know, the explosiveness. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's definitely the ability to play with both feet, you know, and to, to play out the back, the composure, um, and also breaking things up and being proactive, something that I, something that I've been continuing to, to break film on, break down film on and, uh, continue to work on day in and day out and just putting out fires before they even happen. I mean, look, I think that you have a, a, an awesome shot at, at being a key piece to this men's national team. I, I really love your game. And, you know, whether you go to Europe soon, um, you know, in the more distant future, I don't care. I'm excited to see you play, man. I just got a few more questions for you. A little yeah. off soccer topic, but that's Snake video. So it's one of my favorite videos to use <laughs> as like a GIF for even my friends who don't even watch soccer. Like I just send it and they absolutely love it. What happened that day? And I'm going to guess you're not a big fan of snakes. Yeah, snakes. And, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of snakes, you know, considering the fact we have a, a snake as a mascot and uh, <laughs> an emblem on our, our kits. But, but yeah, it was just uh, at that time, it was uh, our kit launch for our 2020, uh, 2020 kit. And uh, yeah, they were having a, I think it was like a, a blindfold. It was, I think they had fans come up, um, put on a blindfold, and then they had to dig through a tub of fake snakes and real snakes. And at the bottom was a jersey. So if they were able to get find the jersey within a certain amount of time, uh, they were able to, to walk out with it. You know, so I'm looking there like, bro, y'all are roughing up some pythons, you know, and some some boas, like I, <laughs> just to get a jersey. It wasn't for me and. You know, one of the guys came in flying, you know, and, and, and roughing. I was like, oh, and that's where the gift came up, you know, and that's where I was like, wow. And, you know, seeing the snake start to fall out the tub and stuff, it was, I was, it was a lot going on for me personally. So, you know, not as a, as a big snake lover. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a suitable uh, a suitable gift. <laughs> you had the perfect, like, get me the fuck out of here face. It was the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life yeah i'm definitely gonna pass on a lot of snakes that's a roam free <laughs> so i mean i'm getting the feeling you're not hanging around the, the snake exhibit at the zoo so when you're not on a soccer field not training what are you doing like what what kind of you chill and you're just with friends what are you doing yeah uh, I, I game a lot you know I'm, I'm on call of duty and fifa nba 2k a good bit you know i probably Probably in that order, yeah. Call of Duty, FIFA, and 2K. Um, on time on Warzone and whatnot, laughing and, and joking with the guys. You know, uh, I'm also learning. You know, trying to to master Spanish now. Uh, foreign language is something I, I always enjoy. Uh, enjoy learning. Um, so you know, I, I pick up bits and pieces. You know, but to be able to master a language is something that I want to you know have in my back pocket. And, and once you learn one, it, it makes things easier with the others. So. Um, you know, I'm working on that as well. You know, I'm getting my degree. I'm still in school, taking classes. Um, you know, I got a got a podcast coming out soon. Uh, actually, you know, working with uh, working with some guys. You know, so so getting that together, trying to 
trying to get down these these podcasting skills like you, you know, <laughs> I'm still uh, still working at it. But um, but yeah, uh, and then just uh, you know, trying to 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 continue to, to be a, a voice in the community, you know, doing some some community work uh, with Zach Stefan, you know, specifically mm. and work with his voice now. Um, and then uh, yeah, you know, I'm spending some time with the family, you know, while I can. So I'm here in the states still. So. The dream is to be in Europe, so you know, maximizing this time I have with them, and uh, you know, ultimately, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we got you know, that's just a little bit, a little bit of what I got going on, but you know, outside of football, uh, but a lot of my time is taken up, you know, with travel and, and whatnot. So I'm trying to squeeze in different endeavors here and there. I mean, like you sound like a busy, busy guy for the for the podcast. Can we get like, is this about soccer? Is it about life? What are we? Yeah, talking about? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's. Uh, called orange slices you know it'd be a little bit about uh about some some of everything really mainly focused around you know football and then you know uh what it's like being a pro footballer what it's like you know with the national team and the national team uh you know my co-host he uh he fears he's uh he's you know played in the national team he got caps under his belt so talking about his experiences uh, back when uh and how things have changed and uh, what the national team looks like now, and then talking about domestic football, you know, talking about Champions League football, talking about lifestyle and culture, so you know, a bunch of different things. Um, you know, I mean, I love forth. it, and that's a, that's a sick name as well. I mean, I like it. It's the best part of every single, you know, halftime for your for a kid's game in any sport. So I yeah, love exactly, it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, gotta got. I seem I'm, I seem like a busy guy, but but uh, but yeah, I try and find find time to to chill out a little bit. Yeah, just make sure you're spending some time in the gulag and you're all good, man. That's it. That's it. Hey, man, I try to stay out the gulag. You know, I'm <laughs> I try to keep keep myself out of there. But for some reason, I keep getting stuck, you know, having to fight my way back into the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bet, you know, uh, test yourself. That's all it is. It's about hard work testing yourself to get out. Exactly. Exactly. It's about <laughs> bouncing back. You know, when you're knocked down and you're down and out, you know, dusting yourself off and getting back in the game. I love it. Well, Mark, I got one more question for you. And it's a question I ask um, everyone who comes on this podcast for the first time. And it's it's a little bit of a different question, I think. But, you know, as a completely fan of the game, if you could go back in history to revisit one moment live, one game live, whatever it may be, you're sitting there with your favorite drink, your favorite food, whatever it may be, and you're just watching this moment. What is that moment for you? And I'll give you like a little bit to think because I know it's a loaded question. Um, apologize about that. I know it's a little bit of a good question, but I've had people like Chris Durkin. Chris Durkin came on the podcast. He switched it up on me. He told me he was looking at a future moment of his career. So, I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities you can go with this. Hmm. Moment I could go back. Ah, uh, man. I think uh, probably, I don't know if, I can't remember the game exactly, but it was one of Ronaldinho's like greatest goals, um, where he got it on the wing and he diced up an outside back, cut inside. And I'm not sure if he chipped the goalie or what. I have to I have to look at the I have to find the the video, um, and 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 make sure I I let you know about that. But it was it was insane. You know, just the one, the technique, but the audacity to, to dice up defenders <laughs> in that, that manner. Um, you know, it makes me as a defender, like, I don't want to be put on a highlight clip like that. But ultimately, at some point, it happens to everybody. So, 
so so yeah, I, I think probably uh re- probably being able to to be in the the stadium to relive uh or at least to be in the moment to see this to see that goal specifically um probably would be one that I go back and then the other one would be uh being at the uh the first championship uh LeBron won you know uh, yeah, yeah yeah I'm a big LeBron fan you know uh, I love what the guy does on the court and off the court you know the kind of person he is you know um admires his work ethic and his mentality his mindset um so so yeah I think going going back and, and reliving that being in that moment and, and being able to see him you know see his hard work pay off um you know, I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to that moment happening for myself as well. So, so yeah, number two for me. I mean, well, I mean, I respect those answers a lot. Those are two awesome answers. Um, thank you, Mark, for coming on the podcast. Um, to everyone listening, Mark McKenzie, center back for the Philadelphia Union, a future World Cup winner with the U.S. men's national team, a LeBron fan, Ronaldinho fan, scared of snakes. Mark, thank you, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. I uh, appreciate you having me, man.